Bobby the Awesome here. Still feeling pretty good after, uh, you know, day one of (laughs) feeling mostly human yesterday. Still not completely caught up, but I am going to work on getting those other dates done for you guys. Uh, Appreciate your patience. For today, we are going to do November 5th on November 5th. So I'm going to call that progress. And um, yeah, Brenda Schaefer kicks us off with a quote saying, despairing adults seem to forget that they can take care of themselves and that they can solve most problems alone. All of us were frightened as children. None of us had all our needs met growing up, and as adults, we are left with the challenge of filling in the empty places. Sometimes we get so lost in the pain of our past that we bring the frightened child into our daily lives and feel small and powerless again. Learning to grieve the losses of our past and at the same time to claim our power as adults brings balance and direction to our lives. As adults, we have the ability to take hold of our lives and make healthy changes. We are no longer powerless children, but choice makers who deserve to be happy and have our dreams come true. In moments of panic and indecision, it helps to remember that life is different today. We do have choices. We can make good choices. We have resources to follow through on healthy choices. Remember, we are powerful, gifted, and resourceful. Remember, oh, sorry. Remembering we are powerful, gifted, and resourceful, we can help lift our spirits and help us bring renewed hope. Today, let me remember my strength, resources, and power. Help me to move forward as I claim the life I want. Wow, this is a topic we don't cover too often, or at least not framed this way. I'm not sure that I, I've i ever thought about it as having, I mean, we say that we act childish, right? <laughs> like if we're having a temper tantrum or we don't go talking to someone because we didn't get our way or we sulk. Like I know those childish behaviors, but I didn't equate them to feeling small and powerless. I I thought of them as attitude behaviors and, and maybe acting like a child is an attitude instead of a good attitude behavior. So not 100% sure, but it feels that way. But it seems that this is almost a protective a protective way. Sometimes we get so lost in our pain and our past that we bring the frightened child into our daily lives and feel small and powerless again. It's pretty interesting. I, I, I just really never thought about how powerless we were as children. Sorry, I'm digesting this. Can you tell? <laughs> I think the beauty in what this reading is trying to say or the the main vibe I get is about feeling empowered. And do we 
are we cognizant of that? Do we do we think of it this way that as adults we have the ability to take a hold of our lives and make healthy changes? We're no longer powerless children, but choice makers who deserve to be happy and have our dreams come true. I th- I think all the the sitcoms and and TV shows and probably in our own lives we've all gone through that that phase, right? Maybe it's when we're 16 or some wacky teenager time frame where it's like, well, I want to be an adult and I'll go live on my own and I'll, you know, solve all my problems. And we think we're smarter than our parents and we want to grow up to be adults. So then here we are as adults, adults that, you know, if you're someone that's been a gambler or is a gambler or an addict of whatever kind. And you know what, guys? I'm really not liking that label. I got to I gotta come up with a new word. I don't like the word addict. I mean, it's the one that's common, um, but it doesn't define us. So I just need to call that out because it's it shouldn't be part of our identity, so to speak. I don't know if that makes sense, but I yeah, it, I just... I, I find myself not wanting to be in a relationship with that word anymore. Anyway, um, when's the last time, and, and I'm going to include myself in this, that we've actually felt empowered just by the fact that we are adults and we can make our own choices? Has that even crossed your mind? Maybe it has. I know that I've never connected the dots in such a way. Like I've, I do what I want to do. I probably equate it more with being single <laughs> than with being an adult. And it has, you know, in my mind, it has to do with compromising and, and I won't compromise my values anymore. So that's kind of where my mindset goes. It, it's free, but I've never thought about it as being free to choose as an adult and make those decisions for what does make me happy. And I guess we have to start at the beginning. What does make us happy. Do you know that? Do you know what makes you happy? I know what makes me happy and I'm continuing to learn more and more every day. And it's things like, no, this is, this is for me. It's, it's things like watching people in my life take steps forward towards their own happiness. That lights me up. And in my life, that means that can mean everything from, you know, my friends and family that have had their share of, of hurdles and obstacles and they're moving forward or taking steps. But it also means the people in my life that maybe are a little bit more removed. I mean, it would make me happy if, if I knew that you were doing better at something. So, and, and finding your path to happiness. I find happiness in taking walks and having these meaningful relationships and conversations in my life, I never thought about that before. I find great happiness. And one of the one of the most beautiful things about my road trip was seeing unconditional love in action and knowing that whether I was drinking or gambling or not or whatever, that I have a whole bunch of beautiful people in my life that 
choose to be in my life because they love me for me. It has nothing to do with my identity, my accomplishments, my failures, my anything. I, I just have this community of people that love me unconditionally. That makes me happy. Not having to set an alarm makes me happy. Now, most mornings I'm up probably between three and five. And once I get on my routine, that'll become a little bit more standard. Like this morning I had a hard time, but I've still been taking a lot of stuff to go to sleep and and try to knock whatever was in me out of me. And I knew that my body needed rest, but I was uncomfortable. So I had been taking some help, some melatonin and some other things to get me some good rest. But in general, to not, to not, be a slave to anyone else with the alarm clock if I I'm crazy right like I love morning and if I want to golf on the weekend it's the weekend right you should be able to sleep in but nope I want to be out there if I had my way it would be like a 7 a.m tea time every Sunday which means waking up at you know four or five and um you know doing my morning routine and driving there and being there early because I hate running late does not make me happy. So mornings, I guess, would make me happy too. Um, Results. Results make me happy. My results, other people's results. And I guess I kind of am saying that when I talk about people moving the needle. Ice cream? Ice cream makes me happy. Now, we won't get into my sugar addiction, but um, just knowing that I'm going to have dessert makes me happy or a well-made cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee makes me happy. Writing, writing's making me happy. I've been doing that a lot more frequently here in 2019 and now it's November so there's this, um, there's a formal like nonprofit place that's doing a writing challenge where you're supposed to write every day in November. I think there's a a goal of words or whatever. I, I'm not exactly playing by all the rules, but I will say that every day this week I've written over a thousand words a day. I know that doesn't really sound like a whole lot, but all of a sudden I'm getting close to 6,000 words and we're only five days into the month, which speaks to the whole, you know, taking action in small bites, but that's really not the conversation for today, I guess. <laughs> in moments of panic and indecision, it helps to remember that life is different today. We do have choices. We can make decisions. And we have the resources to follow through on healthy choices. Isn't that amazing too? When we think about resources and maybe resources today versus 10 years ago. I mean, you can essentially jump in front of a computer and have just about any resource you want in front of you. Some free, some not, you know, whatever. But you can just about find anything at your fingertips. And are you using that for the the power, the good power that that has? Are you, are you taking advantage? And, and by that, I mean, let's say somebody recommends a book, okay? In the old days, it was like, okay, well, I got to go to the library or I got to buy it or whatever. Now... Like if somebody recommends a book to me, I just jump on my Audible, I click it, add it to my wish list, and then it's there for when I have the time to read it. I don't have to remember it. I don't have to journal, you know, take a note somewhere. I don't have to go to the library. That's just a a silly little resource 
that's not even to the level of if you're struggling and you needed to have, you know, meeting with your counselor or your therapist or mental health professional, they're just a, a Zoom call away anymore. So what is what is stopping you from being happy? Is it just the fact that you don't know what happy is? Or is it that you don't know how to get to happy? Or maybe it's just maybe it's just me giving you permission right now to realize you can be happy and you can be in control and it's up to you. And you have that opportunity as an adult. I mean, I have a 16-year-old niece who she's fighting for her happiness and, and she's not even a full-blown adult yet. But she stands up for what she wants and what makes her happy and comfortable. Again, using the... When we were teenagers, we all thought we were smarter than adults. And I'm sure she has some of that going on as well. And I'm sure that it'll be interesting. I can't wait to meet 25-year-old Kylie and hear what she has to say as she reflects back. Because I think she will reflect back. And it'll be, it, it'll be interesting to see what lessons she's learning right now. So anyway, so we're adults. I think we're adults all listening. And... I want you to end this this listening to remembering that you're you can be empowered. You are empowered. You're an adult. And I'm sorry, hard ass Bobby might show up a little here, but like you have the ability to make the choices. It one of my friends is struggling with something right now and it has to do with other people. Basically, I don't know if, if verbally abusing is the right language around it, but it's not good. And these people are making him feel bad. And I'm like, block the number, like end the dialogue. Like if you don't feel good about it, why are you continuing to engage in it? You have choices like that. So think about that. Are there any decisions you need to make to protect your happiness, protect your positivity? Is the drama of someone reaching out to you to, you know, either blame you or be dramatic to you or, or whatever? Is that what makes you happy? Really think about that. Are there are there these situations? Is it because you're the caretaker? I have some friends that oh, this one bothers me. And I guess some of it, this is going to sound really not logical probably as someone who's um, developing her coaching business and, and doing things like that. But you can't hide behind other people's stuff, like trying to make other people happy, either in how you're acting or trying to solve their problems and never looking internal about what your own happiness is. Like you may think you're happy helping other people, but it's really it, it really can be in some cases a deflection of your own stuff. You're helping people. It's no different than being in front of a slot machine. You're numbing or hiding from the truth. So that's the other part of this that I would ask you to consider is what is your truth? Take, take an honest and open look at your behaviors and, and where you're at and why you're doing the things you're doing and figure out what really makes you happy. So I want you to... Do some homework. You know, I love giving you homework, right? Can you tell I'm feeling better? I'm giving you homework again. Um, I want you to write down five things 
five things that make you happy. It could be your children. It could be your partner. It could be your job, whatever it is. Write down what makes you happy and then write down why it makes you happy. I I won't make you dig deeper than that for this exercise, but what makes you happy and why does it make you happy? So for example, walking makes me happy because it makes my body move around and gives me sunshine. It gives me connection if I'm walking with Karen or anyone else because on my trip, I made people go for walks with me. Um, Seeing nature, like there's nothing like better than seeing the wildlife out there. Like when we were in Asia with those monkeys that aren't really monkeys, they have some other name Um, or seeing the elephants but even here, the bunnies and the uh, the startling squirrels and the cute little chipmunks, you know, it's not, maybe it's not for everybody, but I find those things cute and they make me happy. So that's the deal, guys. Five things that make you happy. And, um, you know, that's just half of it. But make the list and and consider consider focusing on those things. And maybe some of the not happy things or some of the things filling your bucket or holding space in your bucket to take away from your positivity can fade away if, if you realize they don't serve you and they don't light you up and they don't make you happy. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for being here.